Welcome. This is the Sidetrack Legacies Podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Hoffman. Do you have ideas and thoughts that you'd like to share with your children or grandchildren? Have you learned some life lessons that might help others? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you need to get it down on paper. The world needs your stories, values, wisdom. We call this legacy work. The Sidetrack sisters have been getting together to write for years, and the topic that we most enjoy writing about is ourselves, who we are, what we've done, and what we believe. Now, we want to extend the invitation for others to join us. So, grab a notebook, journal, or laptop, and listen in while the Sidetrack sisters share thoughts and tips on how to uncover, communicate, and preserve your stories. In today's episode, episode three, I interview my mom, Sandy Retchlock. It's always fun writing with mom. She has been writing, and some of her best writing have been letters that she would type to me when I was in college. Now when we get together to write, sometimes she's kind of shy, and we always encourage her to just let her snark out. Um, when we got together today to talk about her writing, we kind of riffed on what she wrote about and just kept talking about some of the stories and things that she did when she was little. We did learn a couple of lessons during this interview. One is that I need to work on my microphone skills. Sometimes it's kind of hard to follow the conversation because mom's voice gets kind of soft. The other thing that we discovered was that um, when I promise that I'm going to cut something out, yeah, right. We kind of made a commitment at the beginning of this that this was going to be unedited. We were just going to, to rock and see what happens. Well, I did tell her at one point that I would edit something and did some fast forwarding and trying to find it. I couldn't. So it's in there somewhere. So anyway, hope you enjoy this. We had a fun time getting together and talking. Well, hi. <laughs> this is going to be fun. Don't look so excited, Mom. <laughs> Fortunately, people can't see you because you look like a sourpuss. So let's rock it here. So we are writing about who am I? So let's hear what you got down, girl. Okay. This is um, my formative years. I'm a middle child of three. I grew up in a middle-class family and have lived in the same town all my life. What I've been told and what I remember is that I was a rather curious, spunky, and mischievous child. I don't remember ever being bored with life during my very young years. I was always out there looking for fun and excitement, much to my parents' dismay. One of my first memories was when I was about four or five. We lived in an upstairs apartment house close to downtown. My mom had to go to the basement to do laundry. The other tenant's son who lived downstairs from us had rabbits, which he kept in the basement. Well, you got it. They stunk. My mom would complain to me because I was usually with her as not to get into trouble. And she would complain that she did not appreciate those rabbits being down there. So being the cooperative child that I was, when no one was around, I went down to the basement and let them all out. I don't remember how many there were, but it seemed to be excessive. I must have had a reputation because while sitting on the steps, out front of the house with one of my friends, the owner of the rabbit sought me out and scared the crap out of me. For some reason, he just knew that I had to be responsible for this. Imagine that. Another thing I remember while living in that area, which by the way, was next to a parking lot, 
I encouraged my girlfriend to join me in getting in people's cars and pretend that we were driving. In those days, they didn't lock cars, so we had our pit. Well, unfortunately, we got locked in one and couldn't get out. The downstairs renter, the same rabbit owner, saw us in the cars and saved us, so to speak. I, of the two of us, got yelled at and was punished. As I said, I must have had a reputation not to be envied. I have had many experiences since I was just plain me. I used to stand at the post office door and open the doors to people. The post office was located just down the street from us. Imagine kids doing that today. I don't think so. I also used to use my dad's business envelopes, stuff them with a scribbled letter, tinker toys, paper clips, etc., putting numerous stamps on top of each other, and I mailed them out. Luckily, there was my father's return address on the envelope and the post office. Oh dear. It's okay. No, it's, I can edit this out. It went out, you know? Yeah. Okay. Luckily, there was my father's return address on the envelope, and the post office notified my parents of this strange mail. Again, I was in trouble. Since we lived a block from downtown, I had easy access to explore interesting places. At four years old, this was probably not a good idea. My mom found me riding tricycles in a hardware store after she spent the good part of the afternoon typically trying hysterically to find me. Being a bit overactive and a bit of a problem, my mom actually tied me to the outside railing with a leash. My older sister and her friends would taunt me by barking at me and generally harassing me. I can say that I had a great childhood that I will continue to write about as there are quite a few fun as well as interesting memories that I like to share. I usually keep these to myself as I now have grandchildren and want them to think that I was a perfect child and someone they would like to look up to and relate to. Like I said, I was never bored. <laughs> so I've heard those stories several times. Yeah, I, what happened was my thing went and then I lost my voice. No worries. Yeah. So, so when you were um, a little child, your mother, you know, whenever you tell me these stories, my where's your mom? She had Julie as a baby and she must have been with her all the time. And so she left you as a four-year-old, a five-year-old? No. How much difference in age are you from Judy? Five years. Okay. So she was an infant. You were five years old. So some of these stories take place before, before that. And so Judy wasn't around yet. Mm -hmm. So she wasn't with Judy. What was your mom doing? I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, she's getting all sorts of trouble. You know, she never, yeah, she wasn't around. I mean, like I, I walked downtown. It was a block away, but I was three and four. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I had time to go in, uh, I knew into a store, into this hardware store on Spring Street and was riding tricycles and she was running up and down the streets looking for me and a man came out of the, the hardware store and asked her if she was looking for a little girl and she said yes and he said well she's in the store riding tricycles <laughs> <laughs> i mean i can't even fathom that happening today um i, I mean and this happened multiple times oh, yeah. um now the boy 
who you let out as rabbits. You've told more stories about him. Jerry, Jerry Ermeyer. He actually was much older. He was like a young, an old teenager early, you know, and he lived at his mom's. It turned out he turned he became a professor. It's hard for me to remember how old he was because when you're little, everybody seems old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I think he was probably a teenager. Okay, and he had rabbits, and he knew that you were trouble. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know what, everything happened. I did. Now, wasn't he the same kid who uh, who found you in the cars in the parking lot and let you out? Yeah. Yeah, I can remember. I can see his face when he saw us and. And just that grumpy look, he, he just was furious with me. And I mean, I was like six months older than my girlfriend. So it's like, why didn't he angry at her? She lived on the other side of the parking lot. <laughs> it was by the bowling alley. Bowling alley used to be downtown. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was a bowling alley parking lot. And people just left their cars and you played in them. Yeah. Yeah, great idea. You couldn't get out. Because <laughs> we were like three or four years old. We didn't know how to. Let's let's say you weren't three years old. Let's say you were four years old. Okay. I mean, really, were you, could you have been three years old when this happened? I've got pictures of me standing outside and sitting in my chair and stuff when I was must have been three. Looked like I was three. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I was. I wish Grandma was still around that we could ask her what she was doing. Yeah. Yeah. By watching TV. <laughs> We never had a TV. Well, then she wasn't watching TV. <laughs> we didn't have a TV until my car to drive. Okay, so you lived a block from downtown. It was a rental. Mm-hmm. We lived upstairs. My dad had been in the service, was in the service. So she, she was alone. Laying on the couch, watching soap operas, eating bonbons, right? She must have been watch, listening to the radio. Okay. Because Judy said she remembers her um, listening to Fritz the Plumber and stuff like that. I've never heard of Fritz the Plumber. Never <laughs> on God's green earth. Fritz the Plumber sounds like something like porn or something. <laughs> it doesn't sound like something that would be on TV today or on radio. Is that a radio show? music and stuff like that. Fritz the plumber. Yeah. We'll have to look that up. Oh my God. <laughs> You're serious. Yeah. We had we had a radio. I mean we didn't have TV. No. So dad was telling me the other day about things he listened to on radio. Did you have shows you listened to on radio? Like what? I don't know. I'm asking you. Um yeah, I, I was too busy. <laughs> <laughs> Running amok. <laughs> I don't remember listening to the radio that much. Um, How about when you're a little bit older? I mean, because when did you get your first TV? I was probably seven or eight. So did you ever remember sitting around listening to the radio? Uh-uh. No. But you had a radio in your family. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. What do you remember about getting your first TV? Do you remember that? Uh-huh. Precisely. I remember walking up the stairs and looking at it. I was very disappointed. First of all, it was black and white. Second of all, 
it was all old people stuff, like the news. And it's like, how boring, you know? I thought it'd be cartoon things and stuff like that and color. And then I had a girlfriend who lived on the street and they got color TV. What do you mean? They, yeah. Well, the color TV was a plastic sheet that goes over the TV and the top is blue and then it's orange and then it's yellow and then it's pink. And you put that people that were rich had those sheets that they put over the TV and it looked like colored TV. So it was basically a, 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 a colored plastic sheet. And that was color TV. And I thought, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Her name was Carolyn Miles. Yeah. They had this and I thought they were really rich because they had this sheet. <laughs> I mean, when I think about it now, it's a plastic piece of, and, and the sky, you know, I mean, things were not the right colors, obviously. Obviously. Um, but that, it wasn't until, oh my gosh. Cartoons. Why would you think that TV would have cartoons? Because you go to the movie and what do we watch? We watch cartoons, mm. you know, Bambi and stuff like that. So I felt TV would be like a movie. Ah. Uh. I don't think it would be black and white and talking about the news, which was absolutely the most boring thing to a, a seven-year-old, you know. So what was the first thing you remember, like, liking on TV? Um, Did you have any, I mean, as the years went on, any favorite shows? Yeah, Julie and I used to, we must have watched things with Marilyn Monroe and Jane, Jane Mansfield because we used to dress up in our bathrobes. And she had a blue one and I had a pink one. And she was Marilyn Monroe, and I was Jane Mansfield. And um, <clears throat> but there were things like um, Lawrence Welk. He's still on today. Is he? They had to put him on the other night. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> He's not alive anymore, is he? I can't be. Um, no. Um, Twilight Zone. No, this might be in a moment or two. Um, when I was real little, I didn't spend a lot of time watching TV. No. But as I got to be more of an early adolescent, then I, I know um, I could Twilight Zone and maybe I Love Lucy. I don't know how long. I can't remember. Um, I know Friday nights we would watch. We would, we would sit by, we'd have a wing chair, we'd pull it up in front of the TV set get popcorn and we watch Judy probably remember I don't remember the programs. Hmm. So one chair, you both sit in the same chair? Mm, I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so mean. <laughs> I remember sitting in that chair. It was a small wing back, kind of a wing, and maybe they call it a wing. It had the you know the, the scalp or the, the, the kind of shell thing. back. Yeah. Um well, yeah, that was our Friday night treat, popcorn <laughs> watching TV. Otherwise, I don't think I ever watch TV. Hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Cool. So, so when, when, oh. I, when I was, um, you know, like seven, eight, nine, ten, we played outside all the time. Um, we played paper dolls. Um, one whole summer, I don't think I ever left the house because we played so much paper dolls. And paper dolls are what you cut out and have. I mean, we had the whole living room set up with our paper dolls. Um, but we would play 
paper dolls, you know. I have never played paper dolls. Yeah, pretend they're real people. So paper dolls, you would buy a cardboard. No, they weren't no. even hard. They were like a book, and you and you punch them out, and punch out their clothes, or cut out their clothes. And they have little tabs on them, so you'd take the doll, the flat paper doll, and put the tab over, and you could change their clothes and their shoes and. Well, sometimes it was a challenge to keep their stuff on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't get out super glue because there was no such thing. Not so much. <laughs> um, I also had a dollhouse. I loved my dollhouse. I played with that a lot. Never played with baby dolls. But we used to play a lot outside. I'd catch butterflies. Had lots of fun catching butterflies. Um, Mrs. Patrick had a wonderful garden for butterflies, and she had zinnias, and they really attract butterflies. A beautiful garden, and um, I used to do that. And my girlfriends and I used to pretend that we were riding horses all the time, and we'd gallop around there. <laughs> oh, and we'd play with the neighbor kids, and you know. Um, mm -hmm. Play, you know, the games that everybody talks about, like Midnight, Starlight, Starlight Moonlight, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know the rules for Starlight Moonlight. I've never played I don't that. Remember either. Somebody hides. Somebody. Um, I'm assuming this is in the evening. Huh? Oh yeah, that's in the evening. Yeah. When we never see kids out anymore, we were always running. Around. I mean, we were always in everybody's yards. You know. Um. Somebody. It's like hide and go seek, you know, moonlight starlight. I hope to see a ghost tonight, you know, and, and then you count to 10 or something, and then you take off looking for everybody. And if you take them, then they're, you know, then, then they're, they're it. it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Unless they went into closed poles, <laughs> <laughs> which you never did. Judy did. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> you're not laughing about that. No. No, you're not laughing about she that. It was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my older sister babysat us because my mom and dad worked on weekends. My dad worked at Mr. Meyer clothing store, and mom worked at Frederick's or ShopRite. Um, I think ShopRite at first, either or, shop, they were grocery stores, and she worked in the path, the meat department. Um, and so, I mean, they were on the insulin, Kathy, you know, she was four years older than me. She babysat us, and, and so when Judy ran into the, the clothes pole, um, we came, came and Stood out underneath the light, and that's where I can remember the egg on Judy's head because she was laying <laughs> moaning. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, we never like I said, we, we'd stay out until at least nine o'clock at night in the summer, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and in the winter, we'd play outside too until supper. And I remember there was a a collie, a black and white collie that for some reason chose us to stay by us. Of course, my mom, I wouldn't let him in the house. 
my mom didn't and so every day he was there waiting for me really and um he would uh, he wouldn't let me in the house one night because he didn't want me to go in the house oh yeah she shouldn't let him in the house you think it was a stray hmm? i don't know i don't know whatever happened to him hmm. hopefully somebody owned him yeah hmm. but he was very very pretty and and you know he really attached to me hmm. so yeah. they played with the neighbor kids were the neighbor kids all over the Malik family had like nine kids and they were the Crowberts and um Sammy Shane throughout and Carolyn Niles and and Luan Nervous and she lived around the corner um kids all over the place so you were born at the beginning of the boomer generation yeah. so these were all people that were coming back from the war and the boom right, 1944. Mm -hmm. right my dad had been in the service mm -hmm. and this was the first house they ever owned we i was born on jane street and then we moved this is all i know then we moved to burnett street into a little house that I've showed you, but nobody I think remembers. And mom always said that there were so many centipedes in that house. Well, this is what I remember that um, she would cover up when we go to bed at night, she'd cover our bed with a, a, a net cloth or a net so we wouldn't well, get attacked by the <laughs> centipedes. <laughs> Ew, that's disgusting. I've never heard that before. Yeah. Yeah, Ew. Creepy, huh? Yeah, you'll have to show me what house. I don't even know what I never. I thought you went right from James Street to MacArthur Drive. No, oh, James Street. Then we hmm. went out to that apartment, hmm. that apartment house that's not there anymore. But basically, it's where Mutual Savings is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was in that area. On the right on the corner was a filling station, which is across from the office. Right. Was a filling station, and then was our house, and we lived upstairs. And people, and Mrs. Meyer and her two kids lived downstairs. She was divorced. Then was the the bowling alley parking lot. Then there was a bowling alley, and then there was my other girlfriend Meyer who lived next door to that. <laughs> who was your partner in crime in the parking lot, right. getting locked in cars? And she also, I got my. My first dog there from her, her dog had puppies and it was a chocolate lab. Now, I don't think it was a full-blooded chocolate lab because I believe she had a springer. I can remember her having like a, looked like a springer. I didn't know what a springer was at that time, but I ended up with a chocolate lab <laughs> from that dog. <laughs> yeah, um, uh -huh. definitely a mutt dog. Mm -hmm. His name was Ginger. And so somebody poisoned him because mom kept him out in the doghouse outside. Aww. I suppose he barked. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah. <laughs> so. so when you wrote this, were you um did you find it hard to write this? Or did it just kind of come? Well, it's my life. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, well, until next week. We'll, we'll sit down and chit chat again. I have number two. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Later. Bye. Bye.
And before we call it a wrap, I just want to say that I would absolutely love to hear from you. If you have any questions about what we talked about today or any other topics that you would like to see addressed on the podcast, just go to the Sidetrack Sisters page or the Sidetrack Legacies group on Facebook. We would love to engage with you and grow together on this legacy journey. Don't forget, if you like what you heard, please, please be sure to leave a review for us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. And also, be sure to subscribe or follow us to be notified of new episodes. So, that about does it. Thank you so much for listening today. Our goal for this podcast is to inspire you to look at your own life, tap into the memories, find the wisdom, and write it down as a legacy for your loved ones. Until next time, take care.